When do you know if you should break up with somebody? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people who love to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, proud ultra-crepidarian. And you kiss your mother with that mouth? And with me, as always, is my irritatingly insightful co-host. Nathan Clarkson, filmmaker, actor, author, and someone who doesn't know what that word Joseph said means. <laughs> <laughs> it means, well, it means to uh, discuss topics upon which you are not an expert. Oh, well, then I am one of those, too. <laughs> yeah. My time has come. <laughs> it is one of our favorite things to do. Kind of but, the cornerstone of my personality. Yeah, but we do read experts before we get on the podcast. Sometimes we should just rename this to Mansplain the podcast. Yes, exactly. All in favor? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, uh, but it's not sexist because we're doing it to mansplain to everybody equally. That's true. We're not singling anyone out. No, exactly. Well, today, if you enjoy um, our mansplaining, we are going to be discussing when you should break up with someone. But first, <laughs> if you enjoy our thoughts and want to see more advice we give and meet fellow overthinkers like yourselves, Nathan, where can they go? They can go to theoverthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts. They can send us all of their love and hate mail, and they can find out about any and all upcoming events we have, like the one we have in New York City here at the Hepsba House. It is an RSVP only. It's only a few of them, so make sure to get your ticket. It's going to be an Oscars party. We're going to watch the Oscars together, have so much fun. We're going to have a contest to see who gets the most correct. We'll have popcorn. We'll have drinks. We want to see you there, but there is limited space, so make sure you RSVP. Um, and if you do enjoy the podcast, please make sure to leave a review. Again, I'm trying I'm trying new <laughs> ways to say this to see if it, yes. see if it works. And... <laughs> Make sure to share with a friend. Yep. No, they do say that uh, people um, zone out after a while. If they've heard it a few times. So you just got to keep changing the inflection. Keep them on their toes. Yeah, just maybe next time I'll sing it or something or rap it at some point. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's not how I want us to get A bridge canceled. too far? Yes, All right. exactly. Yes. All right. Just cancel for just terrible, terrible exactly. ability. Exactly, <laughs> yes. I'll do the, the full lot. I'm just thinking now of... Uh, Porky Pig from the uh, Space Jam 2 rap scene. I know, don't want triggering Nathan Share, our editor, right now with that memory, but. Editor's note. Uh... Joseph Douglas Holmes? We need to have a word later. Um. <laughs> anyway, okay, well, you ready to get started on our topic? Let's Let's do it. Let's tell people. Wait, what is it? How, when, who, where, when, what? When, <laughs> when you should break up with someone? What you should break up with? <laughs> what, what exactly? All okay, of the when questions. You should break up. Okay, is I got. It, it. Uh, yes. All right. Um. All right. Well, like the song says, breaking up is so hard to do. Nathan just did a cutaway for that song, didn't he? Editor's note. Nah. No. Nope. Not this time. Not after what you just pulled, buddy. You don't get a special musical cutaway after making me relive the horrible memory of that movie. Nuh-uh, not this time. <sighs> That's all, folks. All right, well, I'm committed now. All right. According to the Insider article, Why Breakups Hurt, our body often reacts to breakups much like they are a physical wound or like we're experiencing withdrawal from long-term drug use. Moreover, if you want to 
long-term relationship in life eventually eventually the prospect of re-entering the dating market isn't exactly an attractive notion for most people according to pew research nearly half of americans think dating is harder than it was 10 years ago and over half don't think that their dating life is going well and think it's harder to find someone to date and that the rules are more confusing on the other hand Nobody wants to stay in an unhappy relationship. Psychology Today piece, The Hidden Health Hazards of Toxic Relationships, showed that a bad toxic relationship can even make you more at risk for heart attacks. As we were talked about in our How to Make Relationship Last episode, millennials and Gen Z are particularly scared by the unhappy relations they watch from their parents, which is one reason why they um, more and more of them are choosing to be single. For that reason, it's no surprise to see a plethora of articles and TikToks giving people advice on when they should break up, and for what reasons, many of which contradict each other, because it's the internet. Nathan, the people there are people clicking on this podcast because they're trying to figure out how they should know if they should break up with someone. And they believe we might have insights on that that they can trust. You and I have both participated in the modern dating scene, and you've made it to the other side, particularly. I won. Yes, exactly. It's a game, and you won. So- Come on. It's not like I was never going to do a song reference again. (laughs) Have you ever broken up with someone when you wish you hadn't or stayed in a relationship you wish you'd broken up from earlier? And what lessons do you think you can impart to others on when they know uh, can know if it's time to end a relationship or stick it out? Yeah, I think this is a a relevant question right now, especially to uh, a lot of the people our age and younger. Um, who have not found themselves in long-term relationships and are navigating this entire, this entirely um, almost hostile environment yeah. of the dating world. And um, I think there's also kind of a, another, uh, in parentheses, uh, question to ask along with this. It's so, you know, the question is, when should you break up with someone? And it should also say, when you when should you not break up with someone? Mm. And so I think that's just something that I, I want to explore too as we're kind of going through this topic. Because like, I think right now there's, um, everyone has an opinion on who should be with, who you shouldn't be with, um, who's good, who's bad. Um, but I think that a lot of people, especially people who are in relationships, moving towards this idea of commitment, especially if you are in uh, a religious context, you know, you see um, relationships as something that, move towards something and it right. moves towards commitment and uh, essentially most of the religious people listening will look at commitment as a lifelong thing right and so i imagine there's a lot of anxiety because i experienced anxiety about this you know once i say that commitment th- i'm with this person forever yeah you know uh, you know as as long as uh, you know things go well but ultimately as long as nothing terrible happens ultimately um, I'm going to be with this person forever. So there's a lot of anxiety about choosing the right person. And we've done podcasts about that. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of anxiety that I see a lot, even on TikTok and, and reading books and is even when you're with someone, is this person the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? Yeah. And I think a lot of people end up making the decision to break up with someone out of kind of this approach avoidance anxiety that happens. But I don't know that you're the person. I don't know that you're mm. the one. Um, and so to answer your question, yes, I've stayed in relationships too long. Um, uh, so there's all the other side, which is staying in relationships too long, right? Yeah. That you are so desperate uh, for a long-term relationship, for that commitment. Maybe you're getting older, maybe you're in the late 20s or early 30s, and you're going, well, I need to have somebody. You, in, you end up 
staying in that relationship that's not right for you, that actually keeps you from finding the right person. And so there's anxiety on the other side too. It's um, if I break up with this person, will I, will I ever find anyone else? Uh, what if this person is the one? What, what if I'm making a mistake? So you see anxiety on every single yeah. end of this um, kind of relationship spectrum. Love stinks. Love stinks. And uh, so today, Joseph and I will help you out. We will figure this all out for you. But yes, um, so I'll address uh, the, first of all, kind of what I might say are some bad reasons um, uh, to break up with someone. And then I'll finish up with, um, uh, maybe we should both start with maybe some, some of the reasons we think not to, and then we can move towards okay, um, cool, yeah. uh, what we think might be beneficial reasons to break up. Um, so I think bad reasons to break up with someone, especially if you have a lot of things um, that are set, that, that, that work. Uh, if you're looking to say, you know, we have a lot in common, we have personalities in common, we have uh, our geography is in common, our, our life paths are in common. Um, so assuming the relationship has some really good things about it, bad reasons to break up with someone, I think, are because of their past, because of who they've been. Hmm. Um, I think one of the main things about at least our faith in Christianity is that people can be made new and that we are uh, in the process, all of us are in the process of being redeemed. And I see this a lot on TikTok that I can't be with someone who has done X, Y, or Z. I think that's hmm. a bad reason to break up with someone, hmm. um, because especially if you see that they are making um, steps towards becoming a new person, becoming yes. more uh, mature, uh, growing, leaving that part of themselves behind. I think it's another um, bad reason to break up with someone. Um, how do I say this kindly? Because all of a sudden you find that you're not uh, ov overly, overly, overly attracted to them. Sure. Uh, you know, there's so many studies that say the honeymoon, uh, talk about the honeymoon phase, right? Yeah. That you get this rush of feelings in the first one to three years and um and you just you love everything they do and all of a sudden those those hormones right. that are associated with with uh interacting with a romantic person for the, that time period they wear off and a lot of times it'll happen after someone's married but sometimes it happens before they wear off and all of a sudden um the things that they did that were were cute were all of a sudden really annoying you know those the socks on the floor that you thought yeah. oh look and it's like oh i hate this so <laughs> uh i would say that just because you lose that kind of emotional um maybe even sexual attraction high uh i'm not saying it's totally gone that's obviously important um but that's i think that's also a poison breakup because you might be giving up something really wonderful right um, so so to your to your point there just i want to i just want to yeah, yeah. back off of that is that People have a, a misnomer that um, in in a healthy relationship, that high never goes away. Correct. Th therefore, if it goes away, I must be in an unhealthy relationship. I've even said like there was there was a, a girl on Twitter that said, you know, the honeymoon phase was a lie invented by men so that, you know, they don't have to put in effort after uh, once once they get married. And it's like, it's like it's like, no, this this is this is scientifically they know that there's that honeymoon phase and then you start, you know, um, there's attraction and attachment. And then when you, yeah. and usually in police in the Western context first, uh, and both of those are important for, for like a romantic relationship, but first the attraction is really high um, and attachment is sort of low. Cause you just got met the person, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, but then afterwards, when you've been together for a while, attachment is really high and um, attraction may be lower. And so, but and so as I say, when it, if it works that way, that's not a bug. That doesn't mean there's something automatically wrong in the relationship. No, not at all. And, you know, 
with everything in nature, there needs to be seasons, there needs to yeah. be evolution. So, you know, you want to move out of that, just that high school, I want to hold your hand and snuggle all that. You want to move into a more sustainable long-term. Right. And that doesn't mean that love is gone. That doesn't mean attraction is gone. Um, so I think that's a poor reason to break up someone just because you don't feel what you previously felt. And that I think basing your decision to um, break up with someone off of only what you feel rather than looking at the reality situation uh, could be a potentially a bad idea. Um, so those are a couple reasons I think that maybe before we get into why the reasons you should break up with someone, I think those are a couple of the reasons. Don't base it off of feelings. And what was the first thing I said? Remind me. Um, oh, they're past. Oh, yeah. And, and don't base it off of who they used to be. Yeah. Or in, and that includes things like family. I know family is important. Yeah, yeah. I know things are important. But look at someone as a person, see where they're going, see what they're doing, and that will inform whether or not you should uh, stay with them or not. But yeah, I'll move right. on to my why you should break up sure, someone, you when know. you should break up someone in a second. That's nice. So I think that that's a good, um, I'll say is like, and that's differentiated because like sometimes there's things like red flags where it's like, oh, like, because there's the thing of like, you know, if a person, you know, has cheated before, they're statistically more likely to cheat again. So as people sure. are like, okay, that might be a cause for, you know, further concern or further investigation. But if they have actually shown that they are um, making steps to improve and stuff like that, that's faithful, committed, faithful, yeah. committed. That's like, it shouldn't be um, because of their past. It should be because of their present. So that's a good, exactly. that's a good. I don't care who. Good. Okay, cool. So those are two things. Um, I would say, you know, reasons. Um, I, I, I will say a couple of things. One is, um, the fact that, um, this is like somewhere overly broad, but the fact that they, um, don't match, um, precisely the person that you pictured you wanted to be with. So like, oh, you know, Tim Keller, you know, this is a trivial example, although, you know, Tim Keller, who's famous uh, preacher, he talked about, you know, with a, when uh, his love story with his wife, you know, they sort of tri trivially joked, it's like he'd always, you know, imagined that he was going to um, be with somebody, uh, um, you know, who was blo a blonde, you know, he had a particular, <laughs> it's like he was attracted to her and he, she was a really good friend, but she didn't quite match the picture of the kind of woman exactly that he dreamed about having mm. and that to a certain degree you know it's like if i'm with this kind of person who like you know is the kind of person that everybody wants i'm not you know I, that shows i'm attractive i shows i'm special so there's certain things where it's like i have this image of the person that i want and they don't exactly fit that and therefore i think that there's something wrong with that and so you know him joking about she wasn't blonde and so like how could she be the one is a trivial example of that but we do that in very subtle ways and very um and and in kind of harmful ways where um where we say you know i wanted you know her or him to um have uh these all these qualities um that are sort of peripheral to what's actually going to make a happy sustainable relationship uh, going forward. So I guess I would say, you know, highly detailed peripherals that are not around core values and core, what are the core things that are going to make a relationship last long term? Um, well, and an expert dating expert, Kate Warman, who we've had on the, yes. the show before, is a big proponent of this. And it's a real concept with this, especially in a mediagenic age, where we're watching movies about romance, where we're, we're watching TikToks about romance, we start building this kind of picture of what yeah our person, our one should look like. And yeah, I think there's a lot of people 
going, well, this person I'm with doesn't fit this picture of what I yeah. thought I would be with. So they obviously aren't going to be. And that's just a picture we made up in our heads. And you might find really valuable people outside of that. And you might lose a really valuable person because yeah. you because you don't think outside of that picture. There's um, uh, you got mail. There's this whole joke back and forth where people are saying, I could never be with somebody who acts. You know, yeah. who's like, I never can ever be somebody who has a boat. I can never forget. And and it's <laughs> it's funny, but it's we all but we all of us do that. And so yeah. um, I would say I also say that um, because you argue and have conflict mm. is not a good reason um, to break up with somebody. Uh, right. So like, again, you know, I, I've had I've had like because, you know, people think, again, conflict is a sign of something going wrong in the relationship yeah. and it's not a conflict is a sign that you are two individuals who are different from each other and need to find a way to you know and both have strong opinions about things as you should it means you're two different individuals um yeah. oftentimes if there's no conflict it means that needs are not getting addressed really so yeah. if you're having conflict now the question is can you have healthy conflict which is yes. where you both you know, you're treating it as both of you versus the problem rather than one person winning, the other person losing, whether it's you're working towards, okay, how do we, you're communicating your needs and respecting the other person's needs and figuring out, okay, how can we work together to, um, uh, to, uh, uh solve to, this problem. Exactly. Solve this problem and get both of those needs met. Um, if it's, even if you're having, um, a, it, like a certain, like a, I hate to say frequent, but like repeated like conflicts like that, as long as you're also having them in a healthy way, that's not the sign on its own of an unhealthy relationship. Chandler, that's crazy. <laughs> if you give up every time you have a fight with someone, you'd never be with anyone longer than. Oh, <laughs> that's that's really good. And um I can speak from experience, but also a million different studies. Oh, yeah. That and, and I think this also comes back to, you know, people who grew up in conflict ridden homes yes. and have a lot of broken past and or different attachments styles, different personalities. Right. Um, I do understand that knee-jerk reaction to there's conflict, I'm out. And that's yeah. totally understandable. But I am here to say that conflict is normal. It's human. When you take two people who have their own lives, their own opinions, who've got to be essentially selfish as adults and eat yes. what they want and go where they want and live where they want and, and have a schedule what they want. And you combine two people who have two very individualistic lives, there's going to be conflict. But that conflict is a bridge towards melding your lives in a really health, healthy way. But you pointed out, which is um, conflict is not bad. That's normal. But how you have conflict, yeah. that can predict um, how healthy this relationship is going to be. If you can learn how to, quote, fight well yeah. and fight productively even, if you can learn how to have conflict in a direction of health so that by the end of the conflict, um, you are, like you said, you're solving things. There's yeah. uh, issues that are, there's needs that are being met. There's issues that are being fixed. That is healthy conflict. So conflict in and of itself does not constitute a reason i totally right. agree yeah yeah um those are two like the basic ones i mean i mean yeah those basic ones right now yeah that i that come off the top of my head if i think of any others i'll move back around but that's why i see a lot of times the mistakes that seems people uh, people make when they're looking at breaking up um with someone absolutely yeah i think we covered literally everything <laughs> So we're Possibly. so good at this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So well, on that score, what do you think are the reasons to break up with somebody? You know, like, it's, yeah. Yeah, th this is good. This is, um, 
I think there can be a million things said on both ends, but I, I think this is a, a really good thing to explore um, because again, like I pointed out earlier, if you were the kind, if you were like Joseph and I, we look at um, relationships as moving towards lifelong commitment. Right. And so as you're moving towards lifelong commitment, you might be with someone who, who wouldn't be the best person for that commitment. Right. Who, and, and even worst case scenario, who might even do something to put that commitment in jeopardy. And, yep. you know, we, we yeah. know the statistics on divorce. I'm not even talking about how, how often it is, but the, the psychological ramifications yes. on the people who go through divorce and especially children. Won't somebody please think of the children? Yeah. Um, who, who have to, who have to endure their parents divorcing. Yeah. And so the cost um, is higher later, particularly, you know, exactly. So, it's, so yeah. it's a good thing to figure out now, if you are with someone or dating with someone who might not be the right person, this is the time to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So here are a few reasons I think um, to break up with someone. One is, um, how do I say this? You find that you're only staying in the relationship because it's comfortable hmm. and you know it. Hmm. Uh, I have found myself in situations where um, you get into a comfort. I, I like comfort. I, I want yeah. uh, predictability. I want to understand until I understand and know something. Um, but that comfort can cloud you to the reality of the health of the relationship. Right. Well, it, it's easy, you know, I, I, to think about going out and, and looking for someone again, it, it sounds stressful. So I don't really want to. So I'm just going to stay in this either subpar, maybe even toxic relationship because I know it, you know, the, the old, um, the devil, is, you know, <laughs> exactly the devil, you know, so, a but it's lot still of, the devil. I, it's the devil. Yeah, exactly. It's still bad. And so I, I see a lot of people staying in relationships because it's comfortable, they know it. And and the the prospect of having to go out and look again is really stressful to them. So yeah. they, they stay in things they shouldn't because um, they, yeah, it's comfortable. The, the next one is, um, this might be a controversial one, um, but there's a lot of studies that say when sexuality is introduced into a relationship, that there's a lot of bonding that takes place, particularly mm. in, the, in the female brain, mm. um, but mm. also in the male brain, there's a lot of bonding that takes place. Yeah. Um, and I especially know this from, uh, you know, in purity culture where a lot of kids, ah, yes. people that they probably oughtn't, they probably oughtn't to have um, because they made a mistake early on, sure. they, they introduced sexuality into the relationship and because they felt such extreme guilt, um, they ended up staying to try to make something right. Yeah. So it's, okay, well, I slept with this person. That means I have to stay with them forever. Right. One, I want to say people make mistakes. And that is why God's grace and forgiveness is great. Don't let a mistake dictate your entire, you know, dictate the narrative of your entire life. So just because you've made a mistake with someone doesn't mean um, that they are the person that you ought to be with forever. And hopefully the next person will be understanding and and, right. um, and that will be the right kind of person. But I see people, and there's a scientific aspect of this too, their minds get, um, have those bonds. Bond, yeah, yeah. The oxytocin, you know, oxytocin and, and dopamine mix and stuff like that. Yep. So try to step out a little bit of um, that, that hormonal high um, and say, hold on. I'm, uh, so I introduce sexuality into this does that make this person actually yep. right for me for the exactly. rest of my life? And I think that's another bad reason um, to stay with someone. So because you're uh, comfortable and then because you've slept with them, because you had sex with them, you bonded them that way. You know, those are not sufficient reasons to stay with somebody. 
Yeah, and I'll and I'll give one more right now, then I'll I'll, I'll throw it over to you. Um, I would say another good reason to break up with someone um, is, you know, there are a lot of nice people, good people. I think, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason, we look at movies and mm-hmm. TV shows and, and, and songs Ooh. and think we can only break up with someone who's bad, right? Who can o- we can only break up with someone who's mean or made some grievous air, or cheated on us or or is abusive. And no, you know, sometimes you will meet and be with, or maybe even date a really kind, good, um, respectful person, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're meant to end up with them. Sure. If your lives are headed in different direction, if your values are ah, different, yeah. if, your, um, if your personalities don't meld, if, if you are not getting your needs met, and I don't mean that in a selfish way, but I mean, sure. you know, we all need things from relationships and, and their needs are not getting met, even if they're good, um, that doesn't necessarily mean you stay with them. So I would say break up if you if you can recognize, even if this person's a kind, nice, good person, that your lives are not melding in the direction of a long-term commitment. It's yep. not someone that you can envision a long-term life with. So I do think that have that vision that says, this is where I want to go in life and find a person who wants to go there with you. And even if someone's nice and kind and good and you have a friendly relationship, that doesn't mean you need to be with them. It might need to be meaning to break up. So those are just a few on the surface that I would say, but I have a couple more. No, those are good. Um, I'll say, I mean, the obvious one that we haven't said, and we kind of haven't said it because it's obvious and sort of not exactly what we're talking about is of course, if the person is abusive. Yes, absolutely. Physically or emotionally abusive and physically is easier to, you know, to identify. see sometimes identify because it's like, oh, they hit you. That's physically abusive. Um, yes. You know, and break up immediately. Yeah, exactly. Um, emotionally no, abusive. No second strike for at least for me. There's no second strike. No, that's that's where I fall uh, as well. Uh, the the um uh, uh and by the way, I put that with both uh, men and women. You know, again, if you're absolutely, if, you know, if if your you know your male or female partner is you know hits you like that's you know so the um, the other thing on emotionally abusive, it's like it's if first of all, again, as we talked about, if a person is seeing arguments as ways of dominating, like who wins rather than mm. this being a problem to solve, that's you can't have a long term relationship with that person because you're not partnering together to solve the problems in a relationship they are seeking to dominate. Especially um, if you've talked to them about this well, and you don't yeah. see them making any growth on this. Right. They're not working on the problems. That's the other thing. They're not they're, if if there are conflicts, they're not and there are flaws. Um they're not working on them, you know? Yeah. And of course that's different from a person who, you know, again, sometimes there's disagree, like, you know, uh, you know, sometimes there's, you know, there's disagreements and, you know, and sometimes, you know, a person will imperfectly be um, growing in some ways, but if they don't want to grow, don't want to recognize, um, you know, those are, I think, reasons to break up with a person. Yeah. Um, I will also say you brought this up and I want to elaborate this on this a little bit. Dr. Helen Fisher talks about like, you talked about, you know, the whole thing of um, opposites track, but they also don't because like there's mm. there's personality types that are opposites that attract with like a more a person who's more like likes to take charge and lead will often be attracted to and attract people who like to kind of follow a little bit. So like there's that. But if you're a person that gets most of your fun from, you know, extroverted thrill seeking activities 
like going out and partying a lot or going out and socializing, you know, all the time or going skydiving and stuff like that. And you're a person who's more, and that's more like more dopamine centered, as she put it. And if you're more serotonin centered, which is you have more of your fun staying in and watching Netflix and things like that. Comforting. It's like <laughs> if, if that's, and again, you can be different, slightly different in that way. But if you are sure. polar opposite in the sense of like the way you experience having fun is just completely different. Um, and then that I think is a reason to break up with them because you're just going to kind of be compromising to make each other miserable. Neither of you is going to be kind of And both of you fun. are going to feel wrong, like messed yes. up all the time. Why don't I want it out more? Why don't I want to stay in? More? Right. Right. Um, I also say, I mean, you alluded to this different values. I mean, you know, we're talking about- yeah core religious values you know to some degree core political values but just like you know it's like it's the things that like you think make life most meaningful because you're building a life together and on a mission together building a kingdom together and so if you don't have i mean you know the same priorities for children and you know like that's things like a big one think of the children won't somebody please think of the children yes so it's so again as if you're if you don't have the same values of the direction you want to go in life, that is a reason to break up with somebody. Well, it's um, interesting. I, I just real quick anecdote. But of course. I remember when I when I first started dating Kelia, there were things because I was old enough to know it's not just about oh, oh she's pretty. Right. Uh, I own it. <laughs> and so I, you know, in one of the first few dates, I was I made sure to be honest about listen, I I do want children. Yeah. Um, I want to try for children. I I want to home educate my kids. Yeah. And it, it wasn't this, uh, this is the only way. And if you don't do it, no. see sayonara. But it was being honest yeah. about, I want these things in life. I want to be upfront with you about the things I want, yes. the things I value. I, I told, listen, I, I am a Christian. This is kind of what I believe. This is my theology. Um, I, you, all the different things, even, even my opinions mm. on uh, politics, even my opinions on movies. I yeah. shared them with her in the first few dates so that she knew that listen if if this relationship continued these are things we have to have in common or at least right. we have to be okay with moving towards together right. so i i a thousand percent agree yeah if those aren't there it's probably yeah. not right yeah i'll say one more thing and this is a little bit and i can give a very specific example of this from my own past um which is if you are not able um to um feel loved without um, disrespecting each other's boundaries. Wow. Because, and this is a thing where it's different from, for me in, from like an abusive relationship, but like I had, you know, I've had relationships where, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons we broke up was that, um, you know, if there, there are certain boundaries that I needed to have to feel respected mm. and those, um, cut against the things she needed from me in order to feel loved. And that is something. And again, I'm, that's not a slam on her. Like I'm not putting it as like another guy might have his boundaries in a different place, you know, but I felt like my boundaries were healthy for me and she didn't feel loved. Um, if, if without, you know, crossing over those boundaries. And so I think it's like, if, as you negotiate that and figure out you guys for yourself is like, can, can I, you know, um, meet the other person's needs, make them feel loved um, without, um, you know, disrespecting them or hurting them or something like that. And if you can't, if you can't find that, that's a place where I think you need to part ways. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really good. And um, it's, it's a little abstract, but I think the people who've experienced it will understand yeah. what it is. Um, and it, it, again, it's not a dig on any particular person, but it's another way to say, 
does your do your personalities match? Right. Are you, know, you again, going? Yeah. Like again, I mean, some people, you know, they, uh, you know, again, it's like if you're a thinker and a feeler, it's like you know, there's certain things like I feel risk. I mean, well, actually, I'll say is I had roommate situation. This was really because a person felt only felt well, felt respected and felt valued if you socialized when they came in the room, acknowledged them when they came in the room. You know, and another yeah. person felt respected and valued if their space was respected, like when they yeah. were, you know, it's just, and it's like, okay, that is a pretty difficult thing to maintain long term because the other person always needs to be acknowledged and the other person always needs to be given space. And so that's a that so it's that kind of stuff where it's nothing wrong with either of them, but it's just really incompatible love languages, you could put it. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, I have I have another one that I think has been um, really important for me as I looked, mm. you know, as I looked into who I wanted to be with, who I didn't, who I ended up not being with and, uh, and ultimately deciding who I was going to be with long-term. Mm. And uh, this is really important, I think, for pretty much all of us. I, I'm a person and I think, I hate to put this on everybody, but I think we should all be people mm. who value self-growth Ah, who value um, enhancing their mind and whatever that looks like, whether that's reading or listening to podcasts, particularly the overthinkers. Uh, whether, whether that, <laughs> that's another um, reason you should break up with them if they don't li want to listen to the overthinkers. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> obviously the most important one. Yeah, if they don't like us, then you, sayonara. Poor Claude, you don't understand anything. Um, but I, I, I have a high value for bettering so in mind, yeah. uh, um, education, uh, spirituality. Are you, you're investing in, in, in your relationship with God and growing that? Are you investing in your body? Are you working out? Are you eating correctly? Are you, are all the different areas of your life? And I'm not talking, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not talking if they don't get up at 5.00 AM and, and read for three hours and then lift, you know, their own body weight. Um, I'm, I'm talking about a, a dedication to becoming a better person, mm. to growing, to evolving, to becoming more full. Um, if you find you are the only one doing that in uh. a relationship, I think it's time to break up um, mm. because eventually there will resentment will build. Mm -hmm. frustration will happen because one person is going to always feel like they're not doing enough and they're yeah. not growing. And the other person is going to feel totally alone because they are choosing to grow in all these yeah. different areas. And I think it will be a recipe for, um, for resentment. And ultimately I think it'd be a recipe for really toxic marriage. Yeah. And I'm not talking perfect. You know, some yeah. one person might drag behind and the other person helps them. There's this give and take that you have in marriage to help each other become better people. But one of the things I believe about long-term commitment marriage is you help each other become better people. Yeah. And if only one person is invested in becoming a better person, that's going to have a really definite. And they can be looking to try to become better people in sort of different ways. I mean, of obviously, course. you know, so it's like you know, one person says, hey, I'm working on my health. And the other person says, I'm working on bettering my education or something like yes. this. And of course, obviously, you want to be working towards stuff together. So you should probably be complementary, you know, in some way. But yeah. it's it's the growth thing um, in general. I think one of the things I think is interesting about this, and I, I want to, and we don't have time to go into all the things we have a lot of relationship podcasts you can you know look at some of our thoughts on on different ones like that but um or ask us more specifics but there are two elements of this i mean you know one of them is we're talking about um making sure that your values are aligned and you mm -hmm. can put a lot you can put a lot of these under that and another one is checking to make sure your values are correct because a lot of podcasts a lot of places will say make sure that your values are aligned but they're, they imply it sometimes, but they don't right say it. Sometimes you have to check to make sure you actually 
have the correct values of what you should be looking for in a relationship. You know, yeah. so it's like, again, like, you know, I mean, we believe that it's it's better for people or if, if you are if you are looking for a relationship that you are looking for one toward commitment. Um, but aside from that, it's like, you know, you should be looking for a relationship. Where you, we believe where there is personal growth because that is a part of being yeah. human. And if you're not yes. doing it, you're something there's something deeply dehumanizing about your end relationship. If you're not doing well, that on that real quick. I'll also add there are some people who tell you they're dedicated to personal growth. But a, after a year, you'll see, oh, wait, you're not. You're all yeah. talk. So that's something to action. You want to yes, see yes. action, not just words. Because the rest of your life, if you're acting towards becoming a better person and that person is just talking about it, that's going to be really tough. Yeah. Um, and uh, then so also, again, like if you're if you're not working towards, you know, compromise and solving problems in a relationship and seeing, you know, and, and not trying to dominate each other. It's like that that is like that is a value you should have is working towards um goals together again i think we put this in our um long-term relationship podcast episode also but you know you should all value building something beyond yourselves in the relationship it should be you know we talk about building the kingdom of god which we take literally you can take metaphorically um but that um there is something that happens with relationships if they become too you know just about themselves there is something i think that that is that's a problem just as a human. And I guess and that's the thing is relationships should be helping you be a better human um, uh, because everything you do, not just relationships, should be about you being a better human. If you want to enjoy life, then you got to push your horizons out as far as they'll go. Well, and, the, and the, another way to put that too is another reason to, I'd say, break up is you find it making you codependent, meaning uh, that you are not a... Um, a whole person without this person. Yeah. If hmm. you find that you are don't feel full, that you don't feel complete, that you don't feel that you have the ability to become an entire whole person on your own with someone else, yeah. interdependence, then I think codependence is a, a big, another red flag that I'd say it might yeah. be time to break up, um, especially if you find that it's affecting, it's cutting you off from other good things in your life. Well, actually, to, to on that point, to that point, I mean, like we, we've given people all, all these tips and I think those are good. But one, of course, one of the signs that, you know, if you uh, about breaking up with somebody is if you have friends that you trust and family that you trust, their judgment you trust, and they're saying that that person is bad for you. Oh, you know, that that's a good one to, to close us in on is step outside of your own reasoning, even our own reasoning. If you have, again, not just, you know, your random uh, bitter friend who right. is mad that you're in a relationship, oh, they're stupid, but um, multiple people around you who are saying, I don't think this is good, then yeah. that might be a good sign to um, investigate and maybe they're right. Because people have perspectives, especially people outside of us. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have a lot of people or family or friends around yes. you, I encourage you to get a therapist. Therapists can give you that third person perspective that'll allow you some insight that you might not see. That's great. That's, that's one of the things is, is, is that one of the best life hacks that you can have is slowly as, as, as slow as you need to, but in your life, build into your life, people that you trust, whose judgment you trust, who can tell you when you're inside of something, um, that it's wrong for you when you can't see it uh, and are willing to tell you that because that's one of the things that you oftentimes in relationships the reason this is confusing is because you're in it and you don't have perspective and if you know you don't want to just you know break up with somebody because like your friends say so or your parents say so because they can be wrong but again 
you have to have been putting in the work all this time of people that you have relationships that you the judgment that you trust. And if yeah. they are saying that you're saying, oh, these people have judgment that I trust that's t- tried and tested. And a bunch of them are saying that this is bad for me. That is a a good sign to at least take that seriously. Yeah, I do have two more, but can we do them quickly? Because I know we have. Of, to yes, of course, soon, of course. I have two more <laughs> that I feel like I have to say. Okay, one is I see this a lot. Don't stay because you think you can fix them. Oh um, gosh, and yeah. this goes hand in hand with if they're not willing to become a better person on their own. Yeah. But there is an attraction that happens when you in when you feel um, valuable in someone's yeah. life because you're fixing them. Yeah. Um, but it almost never works, and you can look no. at all the studies. No. <laughs> it doesn't work to fix because what you do is you establish the relationship upon this idea of I will fix them. And so that's what that's your foundation. Yeah. And the problem is, it's a relationship will probably one of two things will happen. Maybe they will get fixed and then your entire relationship foundation yeah. is no longer there. They don't want to be fixed anymore. They did the work and you have this, um, this, uh, uh, the context in which you relate to them isn't yeah. only in fixing. That's the only thing you ever practice. So that's not good. Or two, they don't ever get fixed Yeah, and you will find yourself completely. It, it's fun in the beginning and you think, oh, I'm valuable. And then you will eventually get bitter and frustrated that you are the only whole person in the relationship. Right. So don't try to fix them. Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, again, it's like the, the difference between that and uh, working on each other together is um, uh, evidence that the person is actually working and improving on themselves. Yes. And evidence. so it's like, if you, if you don't, if you don't see evidence of improvement, again, even like messy, like, like, you know, imperfect, I, 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 imperfect improvement, incredibly imperfect, but it is still that upward trajectory. Um, yes. Then, uh, then you can say, okay, then, then they're not expecting me to fix them. Um, but if that's, if it's, if, if they only do it in response to you nagging them, you know, it's never self-initiated and there doesn't seem to be any improvement, then that's, um, that's the difference I would say between those. Yeah, absolutely. And the last one, and we'll end with this, unless you have more that you uh, just remember <laughs> too. But I think this one's fairly obvious, but funnily enough, um, it's not always heated uh, when, when when thinking about who to, when is the time to break up, if they don't care about you. I oh. know that sounds funny, but there are a lot of people who stay in relationships because they get something out of it. Maybe a friend group, maybe yeah. uh, you make them meals, who knows what it is. Uh, maybe just the comfort of having someone near. They, they don't want to be alone, but ultimately they don't care about you. And by you, I don't just mean um, they don't show, you know, they're not really lovey-dovey. I mean, they don't care about the things you love. They don't mm-hmm. care about the person you are. They don't care about your dreams. They don't care about your skills. They don't care about your hurts. Um, they're, they're there. They're just there because they get whatever it might be out of the relationship. If you can start noticing multiple areas that someone doesn't care about you, um, and and don't make these up. Like someone isn't perfect. I, we this can be you know on the another extreme um, where they didn't do something right, and so they must not care about you. So I'm getting yeah. rid of them. I don't mean that. I mean genuine. Um, you see an indifference because you know the old the old uh, quote is the opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. If you feel indifference from your partner about you and all these different aspects of who you are and the things you love and where you want to go. I think that's a, to me, that's a good sign that it's not the right relationship. Well, cool. Well, um, for some reason, and by for some reason, I mean, it's because you have great judgment. You guys appear to uh, want to listen to what we have to say on relationship stuff. So uh, hopefully you found that helpful. Um, if you have further questions on that, this topic and um, how, uh, you might and and uh, other things you want us to cover. Let us know, um, uh, or push back. 
obviously yeah, we, put anything we forgot or got wrong yes no absolutely that's great but now we are on to blesses and curses we, we will take um something on this topic that uh some work of art media or resource that we think um will be helpful to you on this topic and ones that we want to say people should uh not take seriously um on this topic so nathan uh what do you got for us today all right. Well, neither of these are kids' movies, so fair warning. But <laughs> yeah. they are, um, or kids' books either. Um, but they are, I have found, really insightful on this particular topic about relationships breaking up and when and how and, you know, all the different um, myriad of things that go on in our minds and culture around this. I'm going to bless. It's a <laughs> little film bro-y of me, but it's still such a good movie. It's called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So good. Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet. It's beautiful dark heartbreaking um but what i love about it i'm trying to <laughs> it's it's such a full movie it's hard to explain without giving spoilers um <laughs> but it, it really gets both the why we get into relationships that aren't healthy for us mm -hmm. the pain it causes and the difficulty of knowing when yeah. you should break up and what happens when you do and i'll just say it's it's yeah, yeah. the reason that the pain of the breakup is important because um, mm. a lot of times people are trying to avoid the pain of the breakup and they actually show that there's a good reason we need to have the memory of the pain of why it was bad for us. That perfect. Yeah. I couldn't do it better myself. So it's, and aside from the, the great messages on this particular topic, it is just beautifully filmed, mm. beautifully acted, scored. It's like a whole other experience. It's like, <laughs> I sound so pretentious right now, but it's like it's it's like it feels more than a movie to me. It feels like a, yeah. like a ride almost. It, I have to say, like there's a bunch of movies that around that time, you know, again, like when I was kind of like, you know, in film classes and all the films yeah. being like, oh yeah, like this is an important like art. It was the best of that era of movies, I think. Yes. Of there had something to say in a really weird way, but it was resonated. It, yeah. it it's like it was the best of that kind of era of movies of experimenting with art house and mainstream filmmaking. Absolutely. Yeah. And Jim Carrey playing dramatic. He's, he's still funny. Don't worry. But it's, <laughs> I always love it. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to bless a book. I haven't done a book in a while, but I'm <laughs> going to do a book. It's called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Again, yes. it's not a kid's book, but it's another one. I, I don't know why I like these kind of, um, I don't know what the genre is, <laughs> but it, it it's a little bit like what is going on, but mm -hmm. it takes place inside um, this young woman's mind who who is contemplating about breaking up with a boyfriend and it starts out on a ride through um you know a snowy countryside and all the thoughts that are going in her head and the memories that are going in her head and the, the back and forth should i break up with him should i shouldn't i do i feel love for him do i not is does this make sense and it's all this going on in her head as a story outside of her head is unfolding as well which is just uh, bananas but <laughs> yeah. but it's really um amazingly written ian reed is one of my favorite uh, uh, fiction writers right now um i really like it a lot of people won't like it it is <laughs> which i'm totally fine with um but i really enjoyed it that being said um wasn't a huge fan of the movie which funnily enough was directed by the guy 
who directed Eternal Sunshine. Oh my gosh, I forgot that. It was like one of my recent favorite books and one of my favorite directors. And so it was set up for me to just love it. Yeah. Um, And I did not uh, for a myriad of reasons, but most of it is it didn't catch the insight. Um, It it kind of turned into a crazy horror movie rather than the beautiful insight of what goes on in our minds, especially in the context of relationship that we don't know we should be in. So I, I, in love. I I never read the book. I only watched the movie with you guys watching you freak out at how wrong they were getting it while watching it but i will say that it felt to me like it was bizarre for the sake of being bizarre and not exactly to say something um or if it was saying something i couldn't discern it you guys had to explain it to me we might afterwards. be too dumb maybe that's just the reason i could be too dumb but I, yeah Eternal i don't Sunshine think was that's bizarre true. for a reason yes this was it didn't feel like it was bizarre for a reason so yeah um as far as a curse, oh, I'm going to get some hate for this. <laughs> I was um, forced. I wasn't forced, kind of, to watch. I've seen Sex in the City. Um, uh, not all of it. Enough of it. I'll and you say. call yourself a Christian. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I definitely had to do some confessing to God over that one. Um, I really dislike it. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> listen, I and I, I don't understand. I kind of do understand why why it you know it's it's so loved oh it's you know girls in the city and and mm-hmm. dating and, and relationships and drama and you know they're rich and they mm-hmm. have fun and meet you know whatever mm-hmm. um i think it, it is so toxic mm-hmm. and and so destructive um it gives such a terrible image of a modern woman um but but the reason i'm bringing it up for this episode particularly is because there's a storyline the only part of it i ever liked was where a guy named Aiden comes and dates Carrie, the lead character. And Aiden is good. He's honest. He is kind. He's caring. He's he's even handsome, right? Who doesn't love John Corbett? Mm. And it, long story short, it romanticizes, no spoilers, but it's been out for a while. There are spoilers here. It romanticizes her leaving the right and good and caring man for a toxic, cheating um mm. abusive man and it romanticizes that and i think that's such a detrimental message mm. to tell um the the young women who are watching this at a time and i just i aside from all the other stuff i think that is so bad um, yeah so yeah <laughs> it's just bad period yeah so um i really yeah i have a i, I i'm not a sex in the city fan please forgive me all of you who are but um hopefully i have some i, I think some our audience will probably there. uh probably forgive us by this point for okay good <laughs> the the last thing i will curse quickly is just a trend on tiktok called the ick um <laughs> yes hey uh hashtag and it's all these like thousands of videos of girlfriends or wives taking videos of their husband and or boyfriend doing something. And I know it's supposed to be funny. I don't want to be, you know, that guy who doesn't get the joke. I get the joke. Um, but they take a video of doing something silly, playing with his Legos or, you know, running after a basketball or, or you know, kind of slipping after he, whatever, so, you know, opening the door in a funny way. And they, the joke is I got the ick, ick meaning I lost attraction to mm-hmm. to him. And so, haha, that, that is very funny. Look how silly your boyfriend is as he's, you know, uh, making his scrambled eggs wrong. 
but at the same time, it is ironic to me because listen, I'm a big proponent of men becoming more vulnerable, uh, more emotional, more fun, less toxic, less, uh, you know, have to just be stoic all the time and manly. I'm a big fan of encouraging men to be um, more free and to be sure. more open. I think that will bring to more show help. more of themselves. Yeah, exactly. But what I think so talks about this is you have the whole culture saying, men, you need to cry more. You need to be silly. You need to be more free. You need more open. And the second they do, yeah. um, they're punished for it. There's even a lot of videos that say, uh, that even admit and say, I told my man I wanted him to cry uh, for yeah. all this time. And I want him to feel safe enough with me to cry. And then he cried. And now I have the ick and I'm not attracted to him. And I think, oh my gosh, that's so terrible. So, yeah. and it's supposed to be funny, but to me, it, it it's really not. Uh, yeah. So the ick living under threat of your partner, losing attraction to you because you're a human is not a, <laughs> not a very productive Might be problematic. Yeah. Relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are my, those are my curses. Yes. So if, if, if he, if your partner uh, gives you the ick for, for normal, being a normal human reasons, that's not a reason to break up with them. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, cool. All right. So I'll say for, for mine, I'm going to um, bless a movie that. um, Nathan and Kelia recommended to me that was actually is really good. I really did enjoy it every year. Ooh. There's like this whole spiel of like romantic comedies. I have to keep watching new ones because we keep doing relationship month and I keep having to add new romantic comedies. <laughs> you, need, to them. you need new pluses and curses. <laughs> need yeah. new pluses and curses. We can't exactly. just keep on doing 500 days of summer. For exactly. Everything. Exactly. Um, but so I is um, I want you back. It's um, right. the, uh, the um, I forget the actors in it. Hold on. Um, Charlie day, Charlie day. Yes. And, um oh what was uh oh yeah jenny slate that's it that's and right. and the two of them play people who they've just gotten broken up with their significant others and then they meet each other and then they decide oh we're gonna break up our significant others and their their new their new boyfriends girlfriends and then uh so we can get back together with them and it's it's a it is sort of a hijinks kind of movie in that way um, but it is very honest about what it feels like to be broken up with the reasons mm -hmm. people stay together and even when they maybe shouldn't and the the real priorities that they realize they need to have toward who they um are supposed to be with and they have yeah. really it's 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 very it's and it's very kind to one's exes in ways that uh, the these shows are not always and but again it doesn't you make know, villains out of people it no. makes people out of people yes exactly in all the complicated ways that they are and it's it's very and again a lot of times we we um, put down romantic comedies for oftentimes being uh, fantasies that are lies, you know, in certain mm. ways. And this one is pretty much not, you know, for the most yeah. part, it's, it's really telling very true things and relatable things about um, but it's love. still fun. Yes. It's still fun and romantic and it's while beautiful. still telling the truth. And yeah. it's beautiful. It's true and beautiful, mm. mostly at the very least. And so like I was very um so I was very happy with that. So if you're looking for one to watch, that's one I, I would definitely recommend and talks about a lot of these issues that we're talking about today. Um and then because you've set the standard of of now uh cursing uh TikTok trends, which I'm gonna <laughs> jump on to that. Um I'm gonna the the um uh the bare minimum hashtag. Uh, that gets thrown around oh, on TikTok okay. because so again there there is this trend about you know and and it started out I think in a positive way I actually kind of liked it where you know um because there there feels like for women there's so few um 
uh, eligible options for men for a variety of reasons. Um, those men are, you know, those women are competing for a small minority of men, and those men kind of feel like they can get away with doing the bare minimum in relationships. Totally. And, and yep. so women are. And there are these guys for sure. There are these guys. Yeah, exactly. That's a dynamic at play. And so there's Not a lot of us. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a lot of. Um, uh, but also a lot of women are like trying to hold each other's feet to the fire. It's like, no, don't accept just the bare minimum. He's got to treat you right, which we're very supportive of. However, I find most of the time that I see the hashtag used on TikTok, it's kind of is in a comment shaming because women are saying something nice that their boyfriend or husband did. It's like, oh, isn't it really sweet? He did this. Like, you know, he, you know, he, he made breakfast in this way, in this cute little way with these things that mm. made it in bed for me. And they'll say, well, that's him just doing the bare minimum. It's like anytime a guy will do something nice and, they'll, and the woman will be proud about it and we're sharing it on, uh, they'll say that's just doing the bare minimum. A little bit of sour grapes. It might be um, motivating that a little bit. And like, there's a, there's a one that where like, there was a girl who was saying that, oh, you know, it's, it men are just doing the bare minimum nowadays. There's, I'm kind of dating a couple of guys right now. And one of them, but one of them did okay. You know, he was willing to, um, you know, get up at six in the morning to drive me an hour to the airport or something like that. I was like, he's not even going steady with you. And he's, you know, like driving you that way. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't very... do that. I wouldn't do that for my own mother. <laughs> yeah. It's like, maybe if he's going steady with you, like that's, you can say like, it, but it's like, that's not the bare minimum. That's like, so like there is that trend. And I think, I think that the trend of uh, Jane Austen and Sense and Stability, the book talked about this, um, this uh, pattern of, seeking to be uh, unhappy and i mm. think that one thing that can be toxic for your relationship is if you look at the kind things your partner does for you and you they're never enough you, exactly they're never enough you undercut your own natural desire to be feel loved by what they do and i think that is a negative yeah. trend that we are seeing a lot now in that um a bare minimum hashtag, which obviously, of course, was initially started to for a positive, understandable reason. But I, I think that the the hashtag has become something pretty Spun toxic out of control. Now. A yes, bit. yes, and I, yeah, and yeah, absolutely. I think we also have a hard time seeing other people happy yes. in this generation for whatever yes. reason. Yeah, and so I think that if you someone else sees someone else's uh, partner doing something kind, it's yeah. like, well, no one's doing that for me. I'm gonna somehow. Uh, well, that's rain on this parade. And that is, I mean, that is a, <laughs> no, I think, I think you're, you're all seriousness, the level of the increasing, because bitterness comes from hopelessness I found in my life. Mm. And I think that um, the increasing level of hopelessness that people see of their lives getting better um, yeah. does cause them to then respond to other people's good fortune with bitterness. So absolutely, that's, that's something to, to, um, to, to work on, but, uh, but it's understandable. So yeah. cool. Awesome. Well, that's, I'm glad uh, you're welcome for solving all of your problems, internet. All the uh, relationship problems. Now you know, should know if you should break up with him slash her or not. Yes, exactly. I'm glad we could solve that for you. Um, so Nathan, if uh, people um, did actually get uh, something out of this episode and want to engage more with our content or uh, get in touch with you or us, uh, tell us what we were wrong about, right about what we missed, uh, where can they go? Well, first, you can go to everythingisjournal.com. We can find out more about us and send us all of your love and hate mail. You can also go to our online community, which I forgot to mention, I think, earlier. Uh, on uh, on Facebook, it's a private group called The Overthinkers, and we have over 10,000 of you getting in discussions, posting memes, uh, reading articles, and just having fun thinking deeply. So head on over there. We want you a part of it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, Nathan Clarkson, you can go to nathanclarkson.me or search my name on any of the socials. 
You can find me on any of the socials as well. You can also find me at josephholmstudios.com. And you can uh, also uh, find my writing on uh, religion and film at religionunplugged.com. Thank you so much, everyone. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Thank you.